Welcome to the Aid Station. I'm Chris Robb and today it is a real pleasure to be heading up to Bangkok in Thailand to catch up with uh, Narong Chai Wong Thanabimok. Great to see you again, Narong Chai. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Yeah, great. great to Thank be. you. Wonderful to see you. You are the, the group CFO of the, the Dusa Group, formerly the, CEO, the CFO of Thai Airways, and from a running and mass participation perspective, which is really important for our viewers, you are a six-star Abbott World Marathon Majors runner, which is just amazing. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's what I do. I think I, I run for, used to be running for pleasure, but now it's becoming run, running for uh, objective. Then, yeah. Wonderful. Well, tell us a little bit about your story. I mean, you've got, a, got an amazing, we, we met for the first time in Bangkok about a year ago when yourself and myself were both speaking to the Tata Consultancy Services Marketing Group and you told your inspirational story there and you then came to Singapore and spoke at, uh, at uh, Mass Participation World Conference and uh, every time I speak to you I learn new things about your amazing story. So no one can tell it better than you so maybe tell the viewers a little bit about your journey. Yeah, I actually am a uh... I'm a seasoned business-oriented uh, finance person in the banking world. I spent 25 years in banking, ranging from Bank of America, Citibank, and a Chartered, all the way to, like, say, a commercial bank. And, C and my last course in the bank was a CIMB. Then somehow in 2015, I was coached to go into a new territory with, uh, with the CFO of Thai Airways. I spent there for three years, and then I... I left the company for three years, which, which I, I have to say is the is a, is a most fruitful three years of my career. It's a very difficult job and it's a totally new territory. So then, uh, that, then I started working with uh, Dusitani about uh, 18 months ago, uh, in September 2018. So aside from the uh, working, I, I, do, I do golf. Actually, I golf for 25 years or so. I also earned the uh, teaching professional license. Uh, then, I, then I started running in 20, June, about June 2014. So now I'm a little bit shy of uh, six years. Then uh, I just ran for, for help initially. Then I started to get ser more serious and serious. Then I started traveling around the world, enjoying the, uh, the marathon, half marathon, mini marathon in, in, throughout the world. Then I earned uh, the six-star major marathon in uh, October 2018, and my last was uh, in in Chicago. So I did uh, six six event of uh, six-star major in two years. Uh, the first year in 2017 was London, then uh, Berlin, and then New York. Then the following year will be Tokyo, Boston, and Chicago. So I did in two, two, in two years. Well, amazing. And maybe share with us the, the story of, you said you started running for health and, and you know, it was a, an incredible transformation to your life, if I remember the story correctly. I mean, you were pretty unhealthy when you took up running, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I think I was like um, close to 78, 79 kilogram in 2014. And now I'm about 10K lower than um, about 60. Uh, I, I weighed in this morning at 67. Mm -hmm. uh, and the good thing is my my uh, HR my heart rate is now like 
in the in the low in the forties when I wake up. Wow. So it's uh, getting I think getting much better shape and um, get to see the doctor and then he he start to say, hey, please do keep running, don't stop. Wow, fantastic! What a great story. And so currently we we were talking. Uh, you you about to take some time off? You've been working flat out for, I think you said 35 years and, and you're busy winding down with this group at the moment and uh, you're going to take some time to reflect and decide what the next chapter is. But what, what's life like in, in Bangkok at the moment around, uh, around COVID-19 and just generally your, your life as well? You've taken some, some time out, if I'm right, to have a, a little bit of an operation which you've been delaying for a while. So all these things starting to open up in front of you and, and some time to yeah. reflect and maybe change tack in, in, in the pause that COVID's giving. Yeah, I think, uh, thank you for bringing this up. I, I have some uh, stones in the gallbladder for a few years. Then, uh, and then I, I, I never stopped working in between. I'm I, I moving from job to job, but it's like today working in this company, then I start working in the next company tomorrow. I never have a gap. Mm -hmm. Then uh, six years, uh, last six years I've been running, so I don't want to take the rest. Then, uh, then the, I, I went to see the doctor last Monday, the Monday before, before this, uh, before last. Uh, he said, it's perhaps it's about time to, to do something with your gallbladder. So I said, okay, let's do it. So I went to see the doctor, uh, uh, made a schedule to do it last uh, Tuesday, actually three days ago that I did operations. Then uh, it's, it's basically, it's, it's a time that I have some gap in between job and the gap that I, I don't run from one event to event. So now, whether whatever I train, I don't have event to go anyway because there's no event to run. So then now, uh, I've been working from home for the past two months or so. Uh, and, and I think I like it. I, I think working from home can give you a much more concentration when you are staying alone and in, in your home. And then, uh, unless you got some distracted by, by family members or dogs or whatever, but uh, I think it's very productive and you don't get to travel. You don't have to move from one meeting room to meeting rooms. And I think when people are in the same meeting room, they still, sometimes they digress a bit. So I think it's much more productive this way, but given that the job that I have, I'm, I'm a CFO, so I, I can, I can looking at the presentation, looking at the numbers, looking at this kind of thing. So it's, the meeting can be concluded much earlier. So it's a, I think it's, it's a new, it's an absolutely change to us, not just my, me personally, I think it changed to like the world, the social, the people, how do we live in? I think one thing that I, I've been re reflecting this situation about a couple of weeks ago, and I get to see news like uh, the turtles actually come out on the beach next to the Phuket airport, which is very busy. Wow. Yes. They do that past 10, 20 years. Yeah. And they do that about a month ago, ago, uh, ago. meaning the uh, world is getting more peaceful. And I'm reflecting on that situation where look, I think we human beings actually exploiting the world too much. Yeah. We use everything we use all the resources, we dump all the garbage to the, to the environment, to the nature. I think, 
I think it's about time we should start. We we should have done that long time ago. But it's it's a it's a very strong message from the nature. Hey, look, please don't uh, um, take uh, take us for granted. The nature for granted. So I think we need to we have to respect the nature because we are living in it. So so and somebody will probably will don't think that hey, look, we can keep doing everything that what we do, dumping all the garbage, doing everything we is. Uh, Spoiling all the nature, taking uh, uh, what you call damage in coral reef. This is not good. I think it's about time that we should start thinking. And then uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, even the Thai government started to do something like they they plan to shut down the the park, the beach like three months in a year. So that I think is great, yeah. uh, and I think it's good initiative. So this this I think it's a it's a strong message from the nature. Absolutely, yeah, and and you know, Thailand is such a beautiful country. So many incredible islands and beaches yeah. and, and, and coral yeah. and everything to give it that opportunity to to regenerate is amazing. I'd love to go back a little bit to you know you you, you ran the, uh, the 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 six majors. Uh, you went through yeah. many challenges uh, as a le- as a leader. You've obviously gone through plenty of challenges in, in your in your life and uh, and in these times. Uh, just interested to kind of combine those challenges with leadership. I mean, what, what's maybe some of the toughest decisions that you've had to make recently? And, you know, what, what are some of the challenges that you've overcome and the things that drive you to overcome those challenges as a leader? I think uh, as a leader, one thing that I see that there are always a tough decision in business world, in the office, and a tough decision in life so i think the key thing that i that i make the key decision in the past was i probably have to go back to that when i was in thai airways i'm i was the uh, the first outsider cfo to join a company in the history of 57 55 years of thai airways mm-hmm. uh, this position has been like uh internally uh, uh rank up Just, in yeah. the past I was I'm, I was the first outsider to go into this position, and that was a lot of resistance. And that was the, one of the major decisions that I made in the past ten years or so. That joining this company is like uh, going to a very an untest environment, going to an unknown environment. So it's it's a it's a very big decision, and I'm, I'm glad I made it. Yeah, and I think I I think we not. I, I cannot say I, I have to say we, in the finance team back in the Thai Airways, in, we, we did make a uh, decision to do some hedging of the FX transaction involving close to about uh, 400 million US dollars transactions. And that was like huge transaction that happened. And uh, we did, uh, we did uh, some cross-currency swap with regard to the interest rate from from one currency to another currency, and at the end of the day, we made it, and then we we got like a interest saving of about hundred million US dollars in the process. So, so that's a, I think that's a, that's a very good uh, that's a very key accomplishment. Yeah. But the key thing I, I, I don't want to, I don't really want to talk, talk about that uh, uh, success story, but I like to touch about being a leader is about an art of balancing between high level because we are leader we're looking at big picture on the on the on the top 
but we never get to see uh, small little boats underneath in the detail. So it's a it's a part of between uh, balance between the high level to the detail level. Because mm -hmm. if you did design on something and at the detail level the dots and bow cannot operate, then it's not a good decision. Yeah. So the key thing to this is you have to listen. You have to understand the situation. You have to understand the issue from, from the very top to the very bottom. Of course, there are always the issues whereby people don't like it. People oppose to it. You have to act. You have to coordinate this kind of thing to make these two micro, le uh, macro level and micro level to, to integrate effectively. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's a key thing. And uh, I think that's, that's a very, uh, I would say this is more an art than a science. Yeah, yeah, look, it's a great point. And I think so relevant in these times, isn't it? You've got governments having to make decisions and people feeling in, in some, some countries, people feeling very disenfranchised because decisions are just being handed down. In other countries, there's shining lights where there's been great communication. And I think it's relevant in, in every level of life, isn't it? You know, even, even in families now, locked up in, in, in rooms together, yep. communication, yep. working for everyone's objective is, 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 is really key. Now, I'd love to end, and, and as always on these, time flies by, uh, you, you've, you've got some incredibly inspiring stories, you know, getting your six marathon majors, you know, running in the snow in, in Boston and all those kind of things. But what, if there was any one story, whether it be your running or your life that you could pick up that would be a story that would inspire people in these times when many people viewing this may be still locked up at, at home around the world. Have you got a, a, an inspiring story that you'd love to share, please? Sure. Since since you brought up the the Boston thing, uh, I I I probably give uh, one of the uh, accomplishment or inspiring story is actually human is made of flesh and blood, but there are there are things that is not physically uh, uh, that 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 thing that is not physically visible, which is here. It's it's the mind, it's the attitude, it's the thinking. Uh, I, I I remember when I ran in Boston Marathon in, in April 2018. It was so cold. It was the worst weather in the 57 in the past 57 years of Boston Marathon at that time. So it was like uh, about zero to two degrees Celsius, rainy, windy. Very, very, very difficult, and I was like hurting myself so so much, but I didn't want to uh, do not uh, finish. I don't I don't I don't want to to stop in mid uh, in midway. So it's it's a time where the mind starting to get tricky with you whether you want to go or don't want to go. So I think uh, what I did that back then was like uh, to focus on need to complete need to complete this need to finish this. So keep your mind focused on what you do. And I think that is the most uh, important uh, thing that people and human can do because uh, it's always people like mind over body. It's, 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 it's always true. It's always true. So it's like when you, when you see some difficult situation, when you encounter some difficult uh, issues, it's, it's, it's not your body or it's not your blood. You're not the flesh. It's your thinking. It's your attitude. How do you looking at these issues? 
you have to looking at you start to have to decouple issues one piece at a time. So it's almost like you are peeling the onion. You have to peeling uh, uh, layer by layer. So you want to see the what's the core issue inside the core of the onion. So you you start to decouple the uh, looking at these things um, from from different perspective because you have to look around 360 degrees from the onion. So so this this is thing that I that I. Uh, been telling a lot of people, including my staff, including people who are my friends, and keep positive. Uh, that, that human cannot face all negative in life 100% of that time. Otherwise, he or she would not want to make it. That probably, probably died already. So it's, it's that, that always a positive spin to every difficult issue, uh, situation. Yeah, the, pa- the power of the mind. And, and you, you, you shared the story, and I think a warning to all race directors all over the world. If you ever see Narong Chai entering your event, be careful because that probably means you're going to get storms, you're going to get snow, <laughs> you're going to get because in, in that year, two years of you doing, of you doing the, 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 the six star, you absolutely earned your six star because I think you had adverse weather in almost every one of those races, didn't you? <laughs> and that's why, that's why you're going back for a second time. You're looking for some, some really good weather because you, you were sharing that you were supposed to have run Tokyo. So maybe it's all your fault that this is happening, Narong Chai. Tokyo postponed, <laughs> Berlin cancelled, Chicago maybe going to be there. But no, jokes aside, as always, so wonderful to catch up with you. Thank you for making the time. I wish you uh, all the very best in your uh, transition, whatever that may be. And, and certainly I hope our paths will cross. Uh, I hope it's not too long before I can get back to Bangkok. Maybe we can even have a round of golf or something like that. But lovely to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you. Sawadee kao. Sawadee kao.